0: Love, kindness, human connection. These are some of the things we talk about on the Danny Painter show. It's a thing. This show is intended for a more mature audience. We might sometimes say bad words.
1: Hello, Danny. Hello, good oh, morning. Wait. wait, let me see. Oh, there we go, there's my video. Oh,
0: <laughs> nice! studio
1: thank you thank you <laughs>
0: very nice studio this is very cool yes this, cool. Is the,
1: this, this is my creative space
0: nice nice this is mine less cool than yours Look. um a little bit nerdy a little bit bath which was as dark as fuck as well so that's fine you can stay <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is all recording studios is one of the big problems is that it's a dark hole you know it's um
0: perfect <laughs> what else do we want <laughs> I like my dark hole of doom and despair and doom and misery It's great how are you doing Chris are you good
1: I am good yes very good um oh.
0: please don't be nervous
1: okay I'll, I'll I'll probably relax in a little bit you
0: know okay we'll just you know what we're just gonna start we're gonna go and then like you'll 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 chill you'll chill the fuck out also you can swear you can say whatever you want. If you don't like something, message me later, email me, and tell me to take it out, and I'll take it out. Okay. Okay. So you are probably going to go on the first of November is when we're looking at this episode. Okay. Okay. Cool. So this is so. for
1: your um, the that what's it called, Exo TV or something? Yeah. Or? So
0: it's um, it's for both. So Jack and uh. him have partnered with them now. So ah. they host the podcast for me where extra hosts the video. Um, oh, brilliant. It's all, yeah. It all it all feeds into each other at this point. Okay. Amazing. Okay. You ready?
1: Um, I am ready. Is there, what's the lighting like, by the way? If, if, if I do that, is that better or is this blue light nicer?
0: Um, I like a bit of drama. I like the blue light, but you look very normal with the other option.
1: No, the blue light is cool. I think it adds a little bit of...
0: Do the blue. Zaz. Do the blue. <laughs> okay, cool. So um Carido or just how do I say it? Say it for me?
1: Carito is perfect. Yeah, you said it perfect first time.
0: Okay, and is it Chris Carrito or is it just Carido?
1: Well, Carito is like the artist name for this particular project, but you can call me Chris, whatever you want to call me, it's all good. Um yeah. I'm gonna ask Corito you about all like of a- them. Okay.
0: I'm going to ask about all of them because you do many, many, many things for many different things.
1: Yes. So for Zaya, just to give you a quick little heads up, I'll, I will, because I haven't revealed that I'm that person yet. Okay. So what I'll say is, yes, I've helped him out, make music, you know, I'll come up with something.
0: Worked with him. Worked with him.
1: With him, exactly. I'm, I'm, you know, I said the other day that I'm like, I was part of the writing and production team, you know. Okay.
0: okay when are we revealing that marshmallow are we gonna um
1: i think thing? in the next like few months it, it might be at the beginning of next year just because everything's always so busy and there's not enough time for anything you know but like I will. i've taken photos and everything so it's starting to happen you know
0: okay exciting yes. okay cool <laughs> so as usual on a zoom until we can travel and do the things uh chris carrito uh welcome to my home in Brakpa I love your studio
1: hello Danny it's so good to to finally chat to you we've been trying to do this for a while haven't
0: we yeah we have but you've been so busy and we're going to talk about all of that because you are the person that I think is going to inspire the next generation of producers and songwriters because you do all of it like across the board legitimately you do all of the music thing like like all of it from the music from like that we listen to to like jam to to the music that we listen to in the background of like tv shows like all of it you do it so i want to get into that but first chris garito um tell me a little bit about your background where are you from and how did you find yourself in this world
1: um well firstly thank you so much for those compliments that's really kind of you to say um mm-hmm. <laughs> um I actually grew up in Joburg. I'm a Joburg born and bred um, person. Yeah. Um, Auckland Park was where I was born. Um, And I spent my, you know, up until I was about 21 in Joburg. Um,
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, So I was in a musical family. I mean, my my grandfather played in the National Symphony Orchestra. you know, so I used to go to operas and and classical concerts growing up um, a lot at the Pretoria, you know, at the um,
0: yeah,
1: The State the, Theatre the, the State Theatre, there we go mm. um, and my uncles were massive music fans, they played instruments, so they had like huge record collections, so I was just exposed to music from an extremely young age, it was just part of like, you know, and then when I was like a teenager, then I got into into bands, I was into like Yeah, goth music and metal and rock and stuff. Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Sisters of Mercy, all of that stuff, you know?
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. We are, we are like, I I knew I was going to like you, like you even (laughs) more. But listen, do you play? Do you play instruments with your grandfather being so musical?
1: Yes, I play, I play guitar. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm amazing. I would say my producing is my kind of key skill, but I can play guitar.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you say producing, right? now like i think of a producer and i've i I write i I write songs i write with i co-write with people and when we sit the producer is always the scary quiet one in the corner who i'm sure is actually not as scary as he is as much as he is socially awkward and doesn't actually want to get involved because you guys (laughs) seem to be very like in your own space and you like you do things but none of us know what you do like what do you do because we all see you but like what does producing mean? What, what, what do you do? Yes,
1: yeah, so I think it's evolved as time has gone by. Like I think in the old days, like in the traditional um, music business back in the day where you had recording studios where artists used to go into big recording studios and, you know, there would be like a sound engineer and then there would pro- be a producer like Rick Rubin. I don't know if you know Rick Rubin. Um, you know, sitting in the background, that awkward guy, you know, just making <laughs> subtle comments about, yeah, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that.
0: Do
1: yeah Yeah, do it again maybe do this maybe do that so but nowadays a producer often means the person that's literally composing the music sitting at the computer writing the stuff making beats you know like i mean in in modern music obviously a lot of stuff is made electronically on a computer and that's the producer in the modern sense i guess it's like an interchangeable kind of term you know you can get your traditional record producer like maybe mark ronson or a you know, or a Rick Rubin or something that just sits in the background and comments and gives like creative advice and help to get the artist to the particular point that they're trying to get to, you know? Um, But in my case, I'm the guy doing the stuff on the computer, you know, or making it sound the way I want it to sound, you know?
0: Do you ever struggle with getting that from here onto the, like into the computer? Do you ever struggle with, like, the from here to, like, the getting the sound perfect?
1: A lot. A lot. Okay. I mean, it's, 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 I think that's probably the, that's the journey of, of being a producer, musician, and artist is to get the ideas that you've got in your head, like, into a complete song, a finished product. It's, it's, it's that's the journey, you know?
0: When's it done?
1: Uh, sure, that's a tough question. Sometimes <laughs> really quickly, sometimes, like, Sometimes it takes years before you feel like something's done for real. Um, Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you never quite know. But I think, I think at some point you've got to just be like, I think you need a
0: deadline. A I hate this. Everyone tells me this about a lot of things in my life. And I don't like this line in the sand, Kuk. I'm like, <laughs> it's done when it's done, guys. We'll start it when we start it. We're not going to, like, do the yes. thing. But I suppose yes. that's why you are successful, because you do this, like, thing. You're like, this is the thing, and we're going to be done with it here.
1: Well, i'm just as bad as you don't worry like a lot of the songs you know that i've I finished when they finally come out they've they were sitting on my hard drive for like two years before that you know
0: <laughs> okay okay so you are normal you know, as well
1: <laughs> yes absolutely you're
0: not this like musical savant who just like does the things and is like altogether good
1: definitely not definitely
0: not <laughs> okay thank you so okay another question I yes. obviously, so growing up on the East Rand, I've, I've grown up between Fosseris and and Brackpan sub- suburbs and, and not suburbs, and everyone is a producer, right? Everyone is, or not okay. a producer, but everyone is writing music or, or okay. producing beats. Um yes. At what point would you think, and this is a big question, and you're probably going to upset some people, but fuck it, let's do it. At okay. what point do you think someone could call themselves a producer? And when you introduce yourself, I am a producer because I mean there are so many people writing stuff and recording stuff in their bedrooms and their garages. Where's that that line for you? I
1: I think they've got to like they've got to re- have the, the music released and people have to be listening to it. You know, okay. Um, you know, you can you can make beats endlessly on your computer or whatever, um, throw in some loops and call yourself a producer. You know, um, it's like if you're doing it and you actively like trying to make a thing of it like putting it out because these days we can do that with um with distributors and spotify and apple music and all of these platforms you can literally make your music and put it out and get an audience you know so I think I think it's got to be at that point personally you know
0: okay okay so you can have one song that goes massive on tiktok and you can be a producer or you can have twenty five that no one's listening to, and still not be a producer. It's such a well, weird thing. Yeah, music is weird. It's so fluid. Like it's so weird for me, the music industry.
1: It, it is a weird thing. I actually saw on your social media that you were part of a, a new song that came out or something, um,
0: right? Yeah. So my dad is a my dad is a producer Uh (laughs) and he owns a studio he's a real one people listen to his music um Uh he owns a studio here on the East rand and growing up in it and being able to play music i kind of it was kind of like a natural thing that you're in the studio with people and writing and then when someone needs a backing vocalist it's like oh danny's here she's watching tv so let's just get her (laughs) or my brother can rap so like get him in you know so um yes i'm on i'm going quite a few songs which is which is fairly good money for like an odd saturday afternoon going to my mom's house just for a bra and then like samurai pays you money so i mean you know it's not 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 a bad thing to do but um the, the the way that you do it and the way that my dad does it um it's very intense i mean there are weeks that we don't see him he does not leave that studio and he kind of turns into Gollum. Uh and i can imagine the same of you but then there are weeks when there's nothing happening and it's it's free how do you balance that
1: um i try actually these days to do it on a bit of a a nine to five kind of basis to get how? the balance
0: <laughs> how
1: Um, well you know um, if you're in a relationship you can't be like in the studio the whole time like you know because you're going to be upsetting people and also you want to spend time with your partner Mm. Um, so those all of those things also I'm very into a balanced life so I go I train a lot I go hiking on the mountain a lot I go running Um, you know I like I've started surfing recently in the last three months I'm addicted to that now so I think all of these things, I think I think balance is very important in life and I think it also helps you with your music. Like if you're just in one place, like going over something over and over again, you don't get that breakthrough. Whereas if you maybe you go out for a walk, you see you talk to someone, you see what's happening outside of outside of your like closed little dark hole, it can actually unlock creativity rather than if that makes any sense at all.
0: Mm, no, definitely. So I wanna come back to the balance, but just on this hiking thing. Um, I got okay. back from Cape Town last night actually, and I am going to actively do everything in my power to move there because I think you guys have this position of privilege when it comes to balance. Here in Joburg, yes. everything's far away, right? And you have to drive an hour to get to a hiking thing or a dam or whatever, to do the things that in Cape Town, it would take you five minutes to do. And everyone is outside and everyone is doing the things. And like yesterday morning, we went on a kayak and still did a full day's work. Like you could still do a full day's work because the sun is up earlier, the people are up, like everything is good to go. So yeah. I see the balance. I don't have it yet. I, I attain uh, to have that lifestyle. But have you always had that or was there a time where you were struggling with none of it? Because I feel like you, people only are only actively pursuing a holistic kind of balanced lifestyle when they really fucked up in the past
1: 100 percent correct yeah. Okay. yeah 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 100 percent correct so before i lived in k town so i went from joburg to london and i lived in london for like seven years
0: okay
1: and i was so like career obsessed that i spent like i spent all of my time just working in a in in, in a flat or at work or whatever like and it just felt I just like at some point I was like I really need to attain a slightly different life this is I'm just not making me feel good you know mm. um so that was I decided to move to Cape Town that was the reason that was the uh the catalyst was to come here because I've always loved coming to Cape Town and it, it encourages you to live a more balanced lifestyle and I just absolutely love that side of it you know um what you've just described is exactly how the lifestyle is you know you Wake up in the morning you can go for a hike i don't know meet your friends for a quick coffee that takes Dude. you 10 minutes to get there
0: yeah and like you guys are living you guys are having lunches and dinners people are driving like 60 on the highway the first day i was there i was so aggressively angry i was like, <laughs> fucking drive guys i got places to be and then i realized that like everything is close no one cares if you're late like it's just it's a completely different world and i think i think especially for a job also yeah. also did the overseas thing also workaholic i really want that like i really really want that but tell me a little bit about like so it this this balancing it's bled yes. into your real life right like you found yeah. balance with relationships friendships you work everything
1: uh- mean i'm i wouldn't say i've nailed it perfectly you know but i'm definitely i'm definitely doing my best you know i'm I'm actively trying to cultivate that in my life you know um and i think it has it has paid off over time you know like i feel like um i'm a lot healthier i'm a lot happier um so it's it's an ongoing journey you know but Mm. the surfing thing that's been amazing for me like i've been wanting i've lived in cape town for 12 years and I've always been I wanted to start learning surf, I want to start to learn to surf, and eventually this year I've actually taken the plunge i've like I'm going surfing every weekend, probably twice a weekend, and it's it's changed my life. It really is like a magical thing to be doing you know just to be out in the water um mm. learning something new being mm. in the ocean it's, it's amazing
0: playing we we don't play as grown-ups we need to start playing again playing it it makes you so creative it changes everything but like so i just one more thing i and and i'm hopping on about this holistic lifestyle thing but i think i think i want i want humans our fellow humans to understand that no matter what you do whether you are a, a producer whether you are an actor whether you are an influencer a nurse a doctor whatever it is Physical activity and mental stimulation through physical activity like learning to surf or learning to ride a bike or learning to do something new, playing football with on a team is so important because it filters down into everything that you do and i i think we've lost that we don't play anymore all we do is work and hustle and no one goes outside anymore so no one's getting any kind of vitamin d um, from the sun so like i just i want to reiterate that that is important for you as a creative to move and to, to be stimulated in that way
1: it's 100% important it's vital i think it's like I, I think human beings are designed for that you know and i think just modern life has forced us to be a different way but this is not the way we were like evolved as human beings you know right. we were outside we were moving our bodies you know um and often it's the thing if i'm feeling i don't know a bit depressed or a bit sad about something get outside walk go to the gym and it changes my mood instantly you know it's like um and i mean there's scientific evidence to to um to prove this stuff you know it's not just we're not just here talking about it's actually been proven that this is better for your health for your happiness
0: and it Um, makes you look better and when you look better you feel better always exactly yeah exactly
1: (laughs) okay danny if you move to cape town we'll we'll go for coffees don't worry and walks
0: do you promise because now i'll have then i'll have two friends in cape town
1: I, I'm Hand on my heart, we'll do it.
0: Okay, and I also want to learn to surf. So I'm going to actively pursue this and then you have to be my friend.
1: Absolutely. Okay. I'm in.
0: Done. <laughs> Yay, look at this. <laughs> sharks together. Okay, Chris, you lived in the UK and I know in your time there, the, the, the burnout and the hustle must have been real. But you did some fucking incredible things and worked with some big names. Give me the highlight reel of this and how that came about like how do you go from a dude from auckland park to working with the people that you worked with in the uk like what was that journey
1: sure it was a bit of a bit of luck a bit of coincidence a bit of synchronicity all of those things you know um like i moved to london without having really any kind of connections or contacts or anything like that not knowing really how to break into the industry and then one day i was walking down oxford street and i bumped into somebody i worked with in south africa um just literally and you know how busy oxford street i'm sure mm. you've been to london right mad yeah, mad. you walk directly hustle 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 yeah. like thousands of people like you you know it's actually quite overwhelming yeah um walked into this friend of mine somebody that i worked with back in south africa and through that meeting, I started to get work in London, and that was like the catalyst for just getting involved in in, in the business over there. You know, and then one thing led to another. You know how it starts snowballing, um, and then towards the end of my stay in London, I just happened to one of the guys I've been working for with for a long time got the job to do um, the iTunes Festival, which is. You know, it's this thing that Apple started doing back when downloads were a thing. Mm. And they would do these intimate shows with, like, mega-famous artists to as, like, a marketing thing. You know, so you'd win tickets and you'd go see, like, Paul McCartney in, like, a 300-person venue. So the guy was, like, 10 meters away from you, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the next day, those recordings of the live show would be on the iTunes store for people to download, you know? Okay. Um, And... I was the person that was recording all those shows, you know. Um
0: meeting some like big big names.
1: Yeah, meeting like pretty much all of my heroes. Um so that was like unbelievable for me to to work with these people, to be in the same room as them, to record their music, to just an invaluable life experience. I think it was the thing that actually made me decide to come back to South Africa because I was like, you know, I've done all of the stuff that I really wanted to do. I've ticked that box. Now I can come and contribute to, to South Africa. And I'm like a huge patriot. I love this country. I love what we're doing here. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of negativity about it, but I love it. And I think having all of that, being in the room with all those people and experiencing their humbleness and just, just doing that, ticking that box, I was like, okay. I can I can go back to South Africa. I can, you know, I'm not gonna feel like I've left something out there or I haven't done something that I wanted to do, if that makes any sense.
0: What were some of the highlights? Because, I mean, you worked with all of your heroes, like you say, but there must've been like standout ones or standout moments.
1: Okay, yeah, standout moment. That Paul McCartney thing that was huge because he's a Beatle, you know, and to just do to do a show with Paul McCartney and him coming into the room going, Hey, you know, he's like, That's Paul McCartney. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um Amy Winehouse doing, you know, obviously now that she's passed away, that's like a um that was amazing to do a show with her, like in her prime. I mean, she was kind of drunk and stumbling all over the stage, but it was Amy. Amy Winehouse, and she was good. And um, another thing that was kind of highlight was doing, working with James Brown and Robbie Williams at David Beckham's house. David and Victoria Beckham. So when when they when the World Cup was happening in two thousand and six, I believe, like the Beckham's threw this party at their house and invited all the celebs to come to this um, to their house for a party. And I was helping with the, the sound and you know mixing for this massive party. So like Robbie Williams, James Brown, um, and all the celebrities you've ever seen in your whole life there, sitting at you know Sharon Osbourne, all the football players. Um, I can't even. So many, so many wow. people, you know, like right there. Um, and going just like getting on a train and traveling up to David Beckham's house. For a week that was kind of a bit surreal you know and you like looking around you and there's like a football pitch in his back garden and, and then victoria beckham comes out and like you know and i don't know, put the flowers over there and like do that and you know whatever just 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 kind of surreal
0: yeah i can imagine even though we're like we know they're normal people like i think you put people like that on a pedestal and you expect them to not be normal like some kind of either like superhuman or like super like i don't know yeah
1: and they are just normal people, and that's the thing, right? Yeah. So through my time there in London, it's working with all these people, they just became normal people for me, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like that guy going, oh, my God, like, there's, you know what I mean? I was no. just normal as well, you know? Yeah. But then I would go back and tell my friends that this is what I did, and they would be like, what? Oh, my God. You yeah. know, you'd see, like, them in, the like, the sun or whatever, and then the next day, I was, like, they were standing right there next to me, doing something you know but they yeah. are ultimately just more people you know
0: dude we're all normal uh, people we're all inherently broken and messed up and figuring it out none of us know what we're really doing and i think we we sometimes forget that our heroes are just exactly the same as our neighbor same person just more money more exposure same person um on this was there anyone and you don't have to say the name but i want the story was there anyone that disappointed you that you were like i liked you
1: um not really actually not really um yeah like actually that didn't really happen um yeah
0: how does one become a tv music dude
1: um it's also well i always wanted to do composing for film and tv so um just, just got into it, you know, um, cause I write music all the time. And for this particular thing, I'm friends with Ari, the director of, um, of Tully's wedding diary. Um, and, and his wife, Julia, who is Tully, you know, the character and Suzelle, like I know them socially. So it was, yeah. I mean, me and Ari had been doing stuff for years and, um, yeah that just it was a natural a natural kind of thing to happen you know um
0: how different is it working on tv or film as opposed to working on a querido working with zaya or working on music uh, music that we listen to you know what i mean you know you know what I'm i know exactly
1: what me. you mean you are like like <laughs> like like basically what you're saying is is it's like when we listen to music on our own, we just listening, to, we want to go to that song specifically. It's not, um, you know, yes. um, for film and TV, you, it, it's completely different because you there just as a sort of supporting, you play a supporting role, you know, mm. like you're not there to make your music unbelievable and stand out. In fact, you're trying to do the opposite. You're trying to just support the story. What's the emotion happening on, you know, in a particular scene in any particular moment. Okay. So it's 100% different, like you, there's no ego involved, you're there to help the director kind of achieve their vision and then what they want to get out of a particular scene, you know? Mm. Um, so, it's so different, I mean, I actually like it for that reason, because they're in the driving seat and they sort of, through their visuals and they're directing and they drive what you need to do, you know, and then you support that vision, you know? um with my other projects it's my vision you know so that's the huge thing i mean that's one of the reasons i also do it is because i can have something that is my vision 100 percent, you know like this is what i want to do no one's telling me how to do it i can just let my creativity run wild you know
0: do you have a preference do you prefer one over the other or do you love them equally
1: i think i like love them equally to be honest um i really do um I mean, it is is—it is extremely rewarding creating something that's your vision mm. and then seeing it spread, you know, that's like quite a quite a phenomenal thing. So I think in terms of reward, probably my own projects are the thing that give me the most reward, you know, personal kind of gratification, you know.
0: Mm. Chris, what um, else have you done, TV and film, that we may not know you've done? Is there more?
1: Um probably not nothing that you that you know i did a i I composed the music for a a nature documentary but it was like in 2014 okay it was for all the great penguin rescue um it's done extremely well around the world it's basically it was a show about um rescuing the the penguins in simon's town you know the african penguin hearts dying out and they they did a working with sankob this um Penguin rescue units in Cape Town here to make sure that penguins are rehabilitated and survive. You know, mm. so um, it was hosted by Michaela Strachan, who's a, a UK celebrity and TV presenter, um, and that did extremely well. Um, and then lots of lots of commercials. You know, I've done done music for lots of ads, as okay. TV shows, short films. Um, yeah. You know?
0: you also own and run your own studio correct yes okay how's that because i can feel like that could 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 get a lot frustrating
1: yeah it is i guess it's like it's like these different these different hats you know that you've got to put on at different times and it can be overwhelming sometimes you know
0: (laughs) you wear a lot dude i don't know what like how you know what day you're in and what we're doing today like it's a lot
1: I know, sometimes I do feel very overwhelmed, you know, but you just breathe deeply, just tackle the next task, you know. Mm.
0: <laughs> do you work with artists on, Do you would, would you work with an artist on an EP or an album?
1: Definitely, absolutely. I mean, I haven't really done it, mainly because generally um, artists don't really have money to spend, you know, so unless... Yeah. Unless I'm working with somebody that I really believe in, or, you know, that they're going to do something, I guess it's just time management, you know, but I 100% would. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of, um, yeah, I really love collaborating with artists, you know, um, that's something I enjoy like hugely, you know.
0: Okay. You have what? you have worked sorry. with the, sorry i'm just interrupting you left right and no, please, please, um please. so we we actually we did an interview about a year and a half ago i think or a year ago uh we were talking about or more than that uh music yes. that you've done as Carito. and um yes. i love a synth wave i love a synth i love a dark synth like a very dark synth um and it's it's Pretty much what you do what you do is Carido. but you also worked with zio and that's how i met you i did an interview yes. with you for that i think so yes. talk to me about that kind of like space of creating and and working both on Carito and zio the differences between the two and how you like move between them yes
1: i guess it's I guess it's the the love of different kinds of music and kind of figuring out how to package it, mm. you know. So I mean, I love making African focused dance music, you know. So then I met Zayo, and then it was just a natural progression to to work with with him on creating these um, these this Afro house music, you know. Um, so the way I view this stuff, it's I, I think working in the advertising world, it was a way for me to package and market these different kinds of things I, I didn't really know before I got into advertising like working with with um, creative agencies that marketing is such a key part of what we do you know um, so it was like I never knew how to package all these different things that I enjoy doing you know and then it was just and then I just had this like light bulb moment where I was like just separate them you know because mm. um, they they're different they're completely different they'd speak to a different audience so to get involved with Zio, that was just amazing, you know, because then I can just, you know, because the KARIDO stuff, it, it's like it's like pop music, you know. Whereas Zio has definitely got a very African influenced kind of sound, you know, which I absolutely love, and yeah. it's it's that that sound is spreading globally, you know. Like the artists from here are doing extremely well, you know, thanks to people like Black Coffee um who's taking the sound that's like kind of started in south africa and just like spreading it globally you know yeah. um so i don't know if that answers the question i think i just went on a, like around the houses there
0: no i'm here <laughs> for it i did it did answer the question okay so as curito you you have released some fucking great stuff dude and also that spotify those two spotify playlists that you share with me um i'm gonna put them in the in the Bottom of the video But Amazing. Dude living Like all the time All the time The one in particular Is a daily occurrence In this house Like all the time So good Um What How does it start for you? Like how does this track Start for you? Is it like a melody? Is it an idea? Is it a, a word? Like how does it start? And then where to from there?
1: It's more like a Like a, a feeling Like I'm trying to You know Often it comes from Inspiration from like you're listening to the playlist and they hear a track that I absolutely love. And I'm like, wow, how did like this made me feel so good? How did I, what, what, what made me feel so good about this particular piece of music that I heard? You know, Mm -hmm. so often it can be like that, like an inspiration from something I've heard. And then I'm like, Oh, I want to go make something like that, or that will be the catalyst for an idea, you know? And then it, it often starts like with a mood, with instrumental, with synths and then a beat, you know, until I've got something where I feel like, wow, this is amazing. Like I can, I can visualize and hear a vocal on top of this, you know.
0: Mm.
1: Like okay. it's a bed, you know. And then, and then I will often reach out to a vocalist at that point when I've got something that I think is amazing, you know. Um, and sometimes it just happens, one hundred percent organically. Like the person just walks into your life without you planning it, you know.
0: Yeah, those are the best ones those are the best yeah. ones those are the ones that are going to like go massive and the ones you put all of that effort into and like finding the perfect and doing the perfect those ones are the ones that like end up in a folder somewhere forever and ever and ever um yes. speaking of that folder do you have a folder like that with finished not finished like kind of finished stuff that you're gonna get to one day
1: <laughs> most definitely i i have i have a folder like um yeah and I hope I well I I think if you've got something good like sometimes a bit of time can be a good thing like you can you can make something in the year later come back to it and go wow this is really good you know um or oh that's not so good you know whereas at the time you you might have been obsessed with it and thinking it's like amazing whereas maybe it's not so amazing or whatever you know sometimes it's good to have a bit of space um but um yeah, this latest song that I worked on, Gemini, that's currently on the airwaves, so to yes. speak. Um, that was a very interesting process because the the vocalist that I originally wanted to work with, I'm not going to mention any names. Um, it didn't work out, you know. Like, like I was I was hassling her for months, you know. Like, and then we try to meet up. We, you know, just one of those things. It never went anywhere, you know. But It was a good thing because um when celine reached out to me on instagram it was just like the perfect fit you know um and she didn't even want to work she didn't even message me with the intention of wanting to a song together she was just like in new york living in new york now south african artist that moved there a long time ago um when she was 19 to pursue music she also does stuff for film and tv she's um toured the world with, um, Nate Reuss, you know, and he's the lead singer from fun. Remember? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We are young, you know, that that massive. Yeah. So she toured with his, with him, when he became a solo artist, went everywhere. was on the Jimmy Kimmel show, um, played at the white house for Barack Obama. But anyway, so she, so going back to the playlists, right? You said you really love those playlists. So she discovered my electro pop playlist. And then I think checked me out on Instagram and saw that I was a South African artist making like synth-based music, you know. So she just said, "Oh, so cool to see another South African making synth, you know, synth-based pop music, you know." Um, and then I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." And then after I checked out her music, I was like, "Wow, she'll be cool to collaborate with." So like, you got to just try, you know.
0: It's very Off. Throw it against the yeah. wall and see what sticks. I feel like is music, dude. You never know.
1: Exactly. So, literally, I was like, Do you want to do a track together? She was like, Yeah, sure, sure. Send me some instrumentals, you know. Um, I sent her two. She was instantly um, vibed with this track. I think, I think, kind of the working title, you know, the, the file name on my hard drive was something like, um, 1992 or something you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> good year just good year it was like, it was like tamagotchis might have been part of that year for me actually good year um so then okay so so she's there you're here you're sending files across the world via we transfer or the box one or whatever how how does it how because like i feel like if you're working with someone on a song right it's so personal you got to be able to like Mm. get into that headspace together you got to get into each other's heads like there's got to be some kind of synergy how do you make that happen in a digital world
1: i think with this particular one because it was such a natural kind of um fit like the, the instrumental was very polished already so like it already had like the structure of the song you know like intro verse chorus etc so it was kind of quite finished already as an instrumental piece so it was just we didn't have to i in this particular case we didn't have to connect so much she just knew the vibe that i wanted she connected with the vibe through the music and she literally just spent like two or three weeks with the instrumental and then i got an email from her and she was like he has he has the track you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> no. Um, okay. and no. then at
1: that point I, I suppose it could go either way it could be like you know am i gonna hate it am i gonna love it i suppose there's that whole kind of like yeah right and thankfully like i just loved it you know um and then being like hyper professional she she sent me all the the elements you know like Lead vocal, backing vocals, even some guitars, some all sorts of different elements. Um, just very professional to work with, and then I could take that and then finesse it, you know, like um, mix it, produce it, like.
0: Mm.
1: So in this in this instance, it was it was separate, you know? But I, your 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 question was about how do you connect in a digital world? It's true. It's it's a good point. It's like, I guess we just got to use what we. What's available to us you know obviously i would have loved if she was in cape town and she could have come into the studio and we could have actually spent some time together and write the song together that's always first prize you know
0: mm, obviously Yeah. because like working you know? in a space i feel like you can bounce things off of each other dude i would have been terrified to send you that email absolutely terrified because how many times did she re-record that to make it just perfect for you and her like the anxiety around this digital shit it's a lot you're in a studio you can lay down track after track after track after track and if you mess it up it's okay because you're there right and there's this like kind of like synergy relationship and you're laughing about it when i'm sending you this raw me voice it's a lot dude that's scary
1: yes right yeah i think no no you're so right because you don't you have no idea how the person's going to react to it you know yeah so that's I think that's the scary thing, right? It's like you do something it's the same thing once I'd finished and polish and I sent her back. I'm also like, are oh, you gonna love it you know like because it it wa it did change and evolve, you know yeah. um so I guess you just do things over email and she'll comment like, "Oh, maybe do this, maybe do that then and we did we did jump on FaceTime quite a few times and okay. like talk about stuff, you know, so it wasn't only over email or whatever we did actually. And that's, I think that's important. We've got to use the platforms that we've got, like Zoom and um, FaceTime, and you know, yeah, it is what it is in today's world. But like, let's use the tools that we got, you know, like rather than just email, you know.
0: Son, like my Jewish mother, it is what it is. It is what it is, Danielle. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, so Gemini is available everywhere: um, Spotify, Apple, all of the things. What is next for? and Chris Carrido and Sonovision Studios and all of the shit that you can do. You do all of it.
1: Yes. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. So it's Sonar Studios. Just correct Sorry, me there Son- quickly. No problem. There's a, there's a studio in Joe called Sonovision. <laughs> <Sorry>. um,
0: <laughs> so <nice. laughs> Sonar Studios. There we
1: go. Um, so um, I've got new Corito tracks on the that I'm finishing um, for an EP. So one of them is with um Amy May Rue that actually so that first song for tonight that I think you know through love my playlist.
0: Favorites. Fucking go and <laughs> listen to that song first. That is my jam, guys. That song is boss. Sorry, Joe Burke.
1: Thank you, Danny. Sorry. No, no, but thank <laughs> you, thank you. I love that. I love the I love the passion and I feel like that's amazing. Like I mean that song's been doing super well. I mean it, it got just let's just touch on this quickly like it's on a Spotify editorial playlist called um called comeback pop um and i have no idea how spotify these curators found it because to get onto those playlists i don't know if you realize it it's like it's huge like there there's, there's huge marketing teams at record labels that that are like pestering spotify taking them out for lunches to you know to get on these editorial playlists because as soon as you get onto a playlist then your audience <laughs> grows massively you know yeah. so that's like a huge way for your audience to grow so just one day out of the room, it's like oh it's on this editorial playlist so for me that was just like i don't know how they found it but that's a thumbs up you know
0: yeah no it's a great song dude for for the last like a w- since we did that interview and you and you sent me stuff and i've been listening to it yes. i've been listening that song is on i think two of my playlists now and i listen to it every time i'm in the car legit like it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs, so I can oh, I can tell like what, but you see, but that's just the thing, right? Sorry, like we're gonna go off through the houses here, like you said earlier. But um, I have friends from Canadian Canada, sorry, can Canadian, <laughs> and um, they they're a band and they wrote the song that didn't do well at all. It's about three years old, and all of a sudden, someone on TikTok picked it up from somewhere and massive massive viral situation and they were like but no one liked that song then so it's just it's incredible for me how music flows and it's just it's not about when you release even it's just about when it gets picked up because it will at some point um weird so weird
1: it's so weird so i think we need to segue into something for all these artists that are out there wondering what to do it's better to put your music out and then to leave it sitting on your hard drive because you never know what's going to happen so don't because i think a lot of artists suffer with this including myself like when you know just if you've got something that you believe in that's you know put it out just yeah. there's you've got nothing to lose it's like You've only got something to gain if it's sitting on your hard drive or on a tape or wherever. It's it's gonna do nothing. No one's gonna hear it. Um, you know. Actually, for tonight, it sat on my hard drive for a year and a half before I actually put it out. Eventually, I was like, "What am I doing?" It was actually my girlfriend. She kept on telling me, "This song is amazing. Why aren't you putting it out?" You know. And eventually, I was like, "It's, it's true." You know. Yes. I guess I just wanted the whole marketing vision like in place. You know. Um, and I was just like, I'm gonna put that out, and at least through that song, my audience was growing, you know, over time by putting that song out. You know, Um yes. Same yes. with your friends, they put it out, years later, something happened, you know, or months later, or however long it was. But moral of the story is, put your music out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It could be years. It was two and a half years for them like it could be months it could be tomorrow but like in this day and age there are so many ways that an algorithm or an influencer or a tv show i mean blood and water were looking for local artists not long ago you know like it there are so many more options available to producers and musicians and artists now than when i was coming up it's insane like you could go viral from a 30 second tiktok video it will change that I, could change your life um, so you never know so i agree with you put it out put it out put it everywhere everywhere all the time everything
1: yeah i mean tiktok is amazing for that hey like yeah. it, it's cha- it's 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 broken a lot of artists people no artists that no one knew mm. no one suddenly are getting all of these streams through like a tiktok video i mean for me yeah. that's 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 amazing
0: but i also feel like it's changed it's going to inherently change the music landscape, right? Because if you look at a TikTok video, the 30-seconders or the or even the, the the couple of minutes ones, they're looking for a really catchy hook, right? And the focus now is around the hook. The rest of the song doesn't really matter anymore. As long as you have that shit hot hook, it's cool. And I worry about because this could go either way now, right? We could just be making songs for great hooks and nothing else. Or it could push writers and lyricists to push even harder to create a really good entire song um so i think either way tiktok is going to push the music industry and how we write and create to evolve which is good but could be bad
1: I, i i hear what you're saying absolutely um i think You've got like okay, so so let's say let, let's 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 play this scenario. out. Somebody hears your hook on TikTok and thinks, oh, this is badass, right? Yeah. Then they go find you on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever yeah. to listen to the full song. Like, if the full song is not great, like they're not gonna add it to their playlist. They're not gonna.
0: I do. I do just to listen I mean? to the hook. No, I do. I add them just to listen to the hook because it's fucking. and then low. what?
1: And then you'll just what? Uh, I'll
0: like, I will sit through the whole song just whole... to listen to that hook just for the like.
1: <laughs> right. But, and, and the rest of the song you don't like or you do like? Do you like?
0: I mean, I feel like some of them grow on you. Um, okay. I feel like others are just really shit. But you are right because if, if it was a case of the songs that I really, really liked on TikTok and I was going to the playlist to find the song, to find the artist, to follow the artist, if the rest of their stuff was great, oh, they have a follower for life now. But if it's you know also great, I'll download the one song, like the one song, and then carry on with my life. So you are right.
1: You got to you got to establish that connection with the audience, you know. Like if you get them to come to your profile, like that—that's what we're all trying to do, you know. We, we this is this is the aim is get people to come to your profile to connect with you as an artist, you know. Like, and then you got to keep them there, like listen to one of your other songs. Oh wow, this, you know. So you, um, and the songs have to be good. So I feel like every song has got to have it's every part of the song has got to be solid it's got to have a great intro it's got to have a great verse it's got to have a great hook it's 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 how these things flow together Mm. and how they all support each other that's the important you know like you want that's the key you want that hook to like be massive when it drops or whatever but what came came before it lends itself to that particular moment you know
0: valid valid I think now writing a song you just nailed it you need to be writing the intro you need to be writing all of it every single little piece of it should be able to be broken into a 30 second tiktok video right i mean no pressure at all to anyone writing music at the moment (laughs) it just feels like so much more work
1: yes i mean but that's it it's about moments i I think a song is about moments and you got to make each moment like stand out on its own you know like um for whatever it's trying to achieve you know like if it's a if it's a verse it can be a little bit more minimal a little bit more um you know like maybe the verse can be staccato kind of lyrics and then when it drops into the chorus it can break out into longer notes whatever you know I'm talking musical kind of stuff here but like um just ha- the particular parts of the song need to be different from each other to differ- differentiate them from each other you know yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! I could talk to you forever, but we are running out of time. So, um, Carido, where do we find yes. you? Where do we follow you? Where do we find your music?
1: Um, so, obviously, on all the you know, on all the platforms, um, you can go search me on Spotify, on Apple Music, on YouTube, on whatever platform you choose to listen to music on. It's, it's Carido, which is spelled Q U E R I D O and um obviously on my social media channels um it's usually i am and then dot um, I will
0: put all of that here
1: amazing um but it's true we could this is this is a, i feel like we just got started you know it's like i but suppose you're having a good
0: that's great that means you come back you got to come back now
1: yeah. i'd love to i'd love
0: to <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what we you know what we do when i come to cape town we'll do a live in person in real life one
1: that would be amazing phenomenal seriously love
0: that because i'm definitely moving to cape town dude like i I'm, i say this but i'm I'm coming like i'm coming it has it has to happen I'm, i can't live in Joburg anymore cape town is where it's at
1: please do come i actually saw your actually saw your your kayak photo on, on facebook and i was like ah oh, danny hey she came to cape town she didn't get in touch i'm like nice <laughs> i'm just I'm just <laughs> kidding i'm just <laughs> so
0: many people said that to me but it was, it was legit in and out like we came my best friend got married it was in on the friday didn't have an outfit didn't have a wedding present sorry recall so it was buying a wedding present was buying an outfit on the friday wedding on the saturday hungover as hell on sunday um barely no, no, no. could eat. We went to the Vienna waterfront and I was just like a ball of anxiety. It was terrible. And then yeah. Monday was the last day. We came home last night. So it was like in and out, but enough Wedding. time for me to go. I'd rather be viciously hung over here than I would in Joburg.
1: Is that when you went for the kayak trip, huh? Was it hungover or?
0: No, 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 no. I didn't want to be Uh, hungover for that. You can't be hungover when you meet penguins, Chris.
1: You must be. No, no, it doesn't. That doesn't doesn't work, eh? Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) Good point.
0: (laughs) Can't be hungover when you meet penguins. Oh, I did also go to the aquarium, which I believe you guys can have like a year's membership to. I would like to be there every day um there's just so much more to do there so yeah when i come we'll do this in real life and then you can i want to do this lion's head or signal thing that you guys all do okay i will die full disclosure i smoke and i drink tomorrow. i will die but i'll go
1: (laughs) good i like the commitment
0: (sighs) yeah we'll see chris thank you so much for your time um all of the links are below and pinky promise you're coming back
1: pinky promise it's happening no no definitely uh it's been so good to talk to you honestly thank you
0: awesome that's it we're done that's that's it you can go forth and conquer your day remember you can catch the full video on exotv.me and you can meet us in kind of real life thanks to dj chuck for the music you can catch him at www.chucksprosound.co.za new episodes on jackpot and xr tv every monday love you